the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Happy Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Got a mix of clouds and sun, the balance of the afternoon. 91 the high, kind of cloudy at night, low 68. Cloudy, maybe a shower tomorrow, high 88. And Sunday, mix of clouds and sun, high 89. You have the Olympics going on tonight. Golf, gymnastics, baseball, canoeing, karate, basketball, all that wrapping up over the weekend. Phillies have a big series going on tonight against the Mets. They won yesterday 7-6 over Washington. Phillies were down 5-3 after eight innings, but scored four in the top of the ninth and held on to win 7-6. Phillies manager Joe Girardi on yet another come-from-behind win. They grind out at bats. They, you know, they don't give at bats away, and you know, we get down early, and, and they don't panic. They just put good bats, you know, at bats together, everyone up and down the lineup. And that's what you have to do to be successful. This game is a grind. I mean, it's tough and you're going to have your good moments and your bad moments. But each time you, you know, you walk to the plate or you you step on that rubber, you have a chance to do something great. And you got to be able to turn the page. And they've done a good job of that. Phillies manager Joe Girardi. Reese Hoskins had three hits yesterday. His thoughts on wrapping up the National Series and the Mets coming up tonight? Obviously, you know, regardless of today's result, we would have had a pretty good road trip, won a series here. But I don't know. It's, it's hard to it's hard to sweep a series on the road. It's hard to sweep four games at home, too. I think you can feel the momentum a little bit. I think it started in Pittsburgh. Even the Saturday game was back and forth in a tough game. But I think getting 20 hits in Pittsburgh on the last day just kind of showed itself all series here in Washington, and, and we didn't let up. So, yeah, should be a really exciting series this weekend. Reese Hoskins of the Phillies. Also in yesterday's game, Bryce Harper, home run number 18 on the season. His thoughts on the National Series and also the Mets coming in tonight. So I thought today was great. I thought the whole series was really good. I thought we swung the bats, you know, really well. I thought our pitching was great. And then coming into today, I uh, got behind there in the ninth, and we just battled. And, you know, as a team, I think we've been doing that all year long. And we had some big hits today. And uh, just really excited to, you know, be half a game back going into this weekend in a, in a big series against the Mets. I hope that place is rocking um, all the way to the top. So really excited to see it. Can't wait to get there Friday night and, uh, and get going. Bryce Harper of the Phillies. JT Realmuto had a double, knocked in a couple of runs, scored a run in yesterday's win over Washington as the uh, Mets are in town tonight for a weekend series. How big is this series? Very. You know, I mean, we'd be excited no matter who we're playing because these games all count. They matter. And uh, anytime you're on a streak like we are and we're playing well, we're feeling good, um, you know, we're excited to play. So this is obviously a big series with the Mets. I think what are we, we're half game back now, so it's going to be huge and you know, it's not everything to us, obviously, because there's a lot of season left, but this would, this would be a big momentum build for the rest of the year. Phillies catcher J.T. Realmuto. Looking forward to having Paul Balash join us in just a little bit. He's a longtime worship leader. You've probably sung the songs, Above All, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Hosanna, and many others. He's at the Ocean City Tabernacle this coming Sunday at 7 for a free concert, octabernacle.org. For details, we have our Now That's Punny segment on the back end 
special version, and you'll see why when we get there. But first, just did a little Phillies update there, and uh, it's a big weekend at the ballpark. Starting tonight, former team president and CEO David Montgomery going to be honored. We also have uh, Phillies having the Manny Trio Wall of Fame night tomorrow, second baseman for the team back when they won the World Series in 1980. And on Sunday, it's Roy Halladay Retirement Day. Of course, Halliday was here for several seasons of dominance in the early 2010s. And so uh, who better to talk to about all that who's, than someone who's connected to it very closely, the director of fun and games for the Phillies, John Brazier. How you doing, John? Jimmy D, how you doing? Good. Happy Friday. Well, it's a happy Friday because we have been on a roll, and conversely, the Mets have not been on a roll. So obviously, <laughs> right. we are now a half game out, and we have the Mets coming into town with, uh, what I like to say, they're, they're kind of obnoxious fans, right? <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> you were thinking uh, yeah, it. We don't, we, don't, we don't like the New York fans coming through. So we, we like them buying tickets, but we don't like them taking over the stadium like they tried in 2007. So Yeah, that's uh, right. It's, but it's going to be really fun because it is, on, on a serious note, it's really fun when the Phillies and the Mets are are good at the same time because it hasn't been, you know, the last 30 years. It's, it's really, there's been few moments so this is one of those moments a big 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 series yeah it really is and it lines up super nicely with all of the special events going on starting tonight honoring david montgomery who's i guess with the organization for close to 50 years i mean it's amazing uh, what he's and everybody's got a story if you've met him many stories uh, what's what's in store for tonight if folks want to come this evening and i know tomorrow and sunday as well well david was a, a truly special man um i've often said that other than my parents he's probably uh, the one adult that's that's uh, shaped my life more than anybody, and I think uh, there's a lot of people in the Phillies organization that that would say the same thing. Yeah. Um, just a truly wonderful man, uh, big loss uh, for everybody that knew him. Um, so he was uh, po- uh, recently he was posthumously inducted uh, into the Hall of Fame up in uh, Cooperstown. Uh, he got the Buck O'Neill Lifetime Achievement Award. So we are going to have actually that award um, will be unveiled, and we're going to have it on permanent home in the Hall of Fame. Uh, area, but we're going to, um, Chase Utley is going to narrate a special video tribute. Chase and David were very close. Mm. Um, we're going to have some of his family members will participate in the tribute and they score every game, uh, with a pencil. Um, and so all fans are going to get a commemorative score print of Dave Montgomery. Um, it's, it's a great line, a matchup. It's Marcus Stroman for the Mets going up against new acquisition, Kyle Gibson. So, right. um, it really will be a special tribute for Dave Montgomery, well-deserved, and uh, there's Phillies employees won't have a dry eye, or anybody who came across Dave Montgomery will not have a dry eye at this loot. That is all uh, tonight at 7 o'clock, and obviously it's loot before that game. Saturday, it is a 4.05 start, so make sure you're looking at your calendar, um, and it's, Manny, it's Toyota Manny Trio Wall of Fame night. Right. Um, so we all fans are going to get a Toyota Manny Trio Wall of Fame print, uh, Manny will be the 42nd Philly to be inducted into the Phillies Wall of Fame. So the awesome, um, we had him. I do a podcast with Tom Burgoyne. Right. We had him. We had him on our uh, podcast backstage at Burgoyne and Bridge, and uh, he's great, uh, funny guy. And he was my Timmy. He was, he was probably my unsung uh, favorite player. You always have like your favorite, you know, like the superstar, right. which was Steve Steve and then Bo and Manny Trio are my like unsung guys. Uh, so he's going to throw out the first pitch. He's going to take a victory lap. And I know uh, Boa, Bob Boone, and Dickie Knowles' his, uh, teammate, all his teammates, will be part of the ceremony. So that's, um, that's going to be a great day. Tyler McGill for the Mets versus Rangers Flores. So that'll be interesting. Right. Rangers will be a little more, little more stretched out. Um, 
And then on, and then also you're going to have a lot of other wall of famers down there. Uh, Steve Carlton, Mike Schmidt, Bob Boone, uh, Larry Bowman, John Crabble, Gary Mox, Charlie Manuel. And then on Sunday, which, um, you know, one of five starts, it's Toyota Royal Holiday number retirement day. So we were supposed to do this last year. So this year, all fans receive a Royal Holiday retired number statue, number 34, uh, one of five start. Um, how about this? Chooch will be here and Chooch will be part of this special ceremony. Uh, obviously his battery mate, right. uh, Steve, Steve Carlton will be part of it. And Raul Abanez, uh, very excited to see Raul. He'll be part of the ceremony as well. Uh, Halliday's number will be unveiled above the rooftop. Uh, joining Richie Ashburn, Robin Roberts, Lefty, Schmidt, Jim Bunning, Jackie Robinson, Dick Allen. And the, and also if you, if you know, the third base gate, that's where we have the, uh, statues commemorating all the retired numbers. So we're going to unveil the six foot high number 34 statue. Uh, at the third base plazas, and the players will be wearing a jersey patch number 34 to commemorate uh, Roy Halladay. So it'll be a very special day. Again, uh, very sad what happened, the tragic with Roy. So again, I think you're going to see not a, a lot of a lot of dry eyes in the house as right. well. So and a great pitching matchup: Taewon Walker for the Mets, and then our ace Zach Wheeler, one of our aces Zach Wheeler. So uh, it should be a great weekend with Mets fans in there, and the uh, camaraderie, and the emotions, and the tributes, and the giveaways. Uh, should be ex- uh, weekend at Citizens Bank Park. You're going to be a busy. Well, you've been busy, I'm sure, to this point. But I'm sure it, it, it's still busy. But you have to get to enjoy the fruits of your labor. So, yeah, so it's, it's alumni week is always fun because you get to see some of the guys that you haven't seen in a long time. So uh, it'd be great to see guys like Chooch and uh, Steve Carlton and uh, Raul I haven't really seen since he's uh, since he left the Philly. So it'll be. It'll be a fun weekend. You know, it's interesting, John, on a, a personal note, or just Raul Abanez, I uh, remember when he was with the team, and I remember being around his locker one time covering a game, and somebody asked him about pressure, and I think it was during the playoffs, in the 09 playoffs, and he said, the baseball game is not really pressure. He says, I know there are, there are people who are like single parents trying to put food in the table. That's pressure. And it was just like, what a perspective. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of guy he, he you know, he always very kind, friendly guy. And to have that perspective in the middle of playing against the Yankees or whatever, still, uh, I thought those you know, spoke very highly of him. So yeah, a lot of people thought he would be a future manager because he just had that uh, just real principled character. Uh, he's charismatic, uh, just a, a just a good, humble guy, and that doesn't surprise me with that with that statement. I mean, and here's a guy that that had many big moments, uh, both for the Phillies, but also away from the Phillies. I remember, like you know, he had clutch home runs of the Yankees and some of the other teams he played for. It's true. And on, on the trio comment, I, I'm with you. I still remember that the triple was the game time triple against the Astros when I was a kid. And of That's course right. that was the magical uh, year. Forch, it was <laughs> Nolan, Nolan Ryan started that game. And then, uh, and then we got him out of the game, thankfully. And then Bob Forsch came in and he had some Manny trio had the great triple. Uh, I never have to hear the um, Harry Callis call, just absolutely tremendous call. Uh, and that just still gives me goosebumps. That's when, you know, you knew that the Phillies were on the way to the World Series. Can folks get the podcast, uh, John, that you did the interview with Manny through the sure. Phillies website, or yeah, what's the best you way? The, you can go on the Phillies website. Uh, you can go on Odyssey.com, iTunes, wherever else you get your podcast. But it's backstage. We're going to an age. We've been doing it for three years, and uh, we've interviewed uh, a lot of former players, Brad Lidd, Billy Wagner, um, you know, a lot of guys. Uh, That's great. So Brandy Wolf, yeah, I mean, it just goes on and on. Charlie Emanuel, we do guys away from the – we've had Joe Conklin, the comedian, and other so it's uh there's some really uh good stuff it's very lighthearted, as you know because you know tom going to myself and we're <laughs> right. not exactly the most serious people so it's uh it's more of a fun trip we don't really go 
into the we go into baseball, but we more tell the stories about uh, you know about their careers and their personal lives. I would think Manny's conversation what you guys had with him would be very fun because he I remember him being basically kind of a quiet player at least from the outside. It seemed like when I watched him as a kid. So it'd be interesting to hear him talk to whatever you talked about. So I have to look that up. Well, but, I'll give you a little. Uh, it's, it's funny. I give the players or the uh, guests a, a quiz, and so he's an eight question quiz. And it's called the choice with many trio. I get, uh, I have this little thing. I put together the quiz, and I have a little thing where um, I'll do uh, multiple choice A, B, C, D, and one of the fake answers will be uh, a cast member from Match Game 75. Anybody over the age of 45, I guess, would yeah. know what, what match game 75. There was guys like Nipsey Russell and Soupy Sales and Bill Cullen and right. Danny Flag. And, and so I always saw a name like that out there. And I thought, I think I threw him for a loop because um, one of the answers was, uh, again, gave multiple choice. One of them was Charles Nelson Riley. And he just started laughing. He's like, I don't know who that Charles Nelson Riley is, but it's got to be the answer. <laughs> so, That's so. great. John Brazier, Director of Fun and Games for the Phillies. you got plenty to do tonight and this weekend. Enjoy, and thanks for taking a little time to chat and let folks know what's going on. All right. Thanks, Timmy D. Have Take a great care. weekend. Right. You got oh, it. Bye-bye. It's John Brazier, Director of Fun and Games for the Philadelphia Phillies on the Tim DeMoss Show. Quick break. Paul Balash will join us next. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. It's Open the Eyes of My Heart, which is a song many have recorded. Sonic Flood, Michael W. Smith, and uh, the person who wrote that song is our special guest today. It's been a long time. I'm going to say a couple of decades. It sounds very scary to say that. But <laughs> <laughs> Paul Balash is on uh, the show today. Hey, Paul. Hi, Tim. It's great to hear your voice again. Thank you. You, I, too. you too. I remember uh, in the early 2000s, I think, maybe 15, 17 years, you were on the show. And I remember because we were trying to help, for starters, help people remember how to say your name. And I distinctly remember you saying, just remember, oh my gosh, it's Paul Paul Balash or something like that. <laughs> that right, it, right. That it rhymes. Sure. So, because uh, I'm guessing you get Balosh and maybe even some other yeah. fun pronunciations along the way. Right, right. <laughs> so, but in Philly, you get the, the Italian version, like, hey, Paul Balucci. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And you would know because you're, you know, you're born. In uh, Jersey, right? So you grew up here. Yeah, right. Born in Camden, grew up in Maple Shade, right across the river from Philly. And, you know, um, that's my story. I used to play the Jersey Shore, you know, in my teenage years. And uh, that was that was the thing back then. And when I became a Christian, um, which was around 19 years old, I tuned into a station that you referenced before, EZD, WZZD. And... I mean, that's the first time I heard Christian music, and I thought, wow, because I pretty much thought I'd have to give up music when I came to the Lord. I thought, well, you know, hallelujah, I, I know the Lord. Like, my my life, it was a pretty radical conversion, and um, I was just, man, it was like the, the scene on the Wizard of Oz where everything's black and white, and it goes to color, you know? <laughs> but uh, anyway, long story short, I thought, well, I guess that's the end of music for me, uh, and then I heard this, all this great 
pop rock music, but it was about the Lord. And that's where seeds were planted in my heart. Like, man, I, how do you do this? Who's doing this? Where, where is it happening? Ended up moving out to California, Muscle Shoals, Alabama. And then we ended up in Texas for 25 years. So anyway. That's amazing. So, but my that first encounter was, was the old Philadelphia AM radio station. It changed my life. 2004 is uh, when it changed to its current format, Conservative News Talk, and we're still in the same building, same studios. Things have moved around physically, but it's all still on one property. So 560 became home of all the programs that used to be on 990 WZZD till huh? 2004. And I think I remember from the, the last time we talked, you used to take your lunch break and listen to Let's Talk About Jesus with Maine Monblow, which is still chugging <laughs> along. That's right. That's right. He, he was one of the guys back then and. The, that's right. That's right. So I'm really thankful. A lot of the Calvary Chapel pastors as well. They yeah they, they fed me and uh, you know, even even the original uh, Chuck Smith boy. And he was. And when I moved to California. I ended up going to his church. I met him a few times and really. So anyway, the Lord's been good and um, just just thankful thankful for what you do and what Christian radio does. You just never know the impact that you're having on people's it, lives. It's fascinating, Paul, as I hear you say that, thinking about uh, the role that WZZD might have played in, in the early years for you. Uh, Joe Foch, pastor Calvary Chapel in Philly, was actually just in studio with us recently with his son, Josh, and um, and referenced his time in Chuck Smith when he was out in California as well. And hmm. uh, and, and that program, Straight from the Heart, has been on for over three decades on WFIL. So yeah, um, so it's, it is. It's a real pleasure, and and the door is open for you too. If you drive through, we we have that uh, the studio four to five each day. So bring the guitar and do a song or two, and we can we can talk more shop. But for now, this weekend we're excited because you're going to be at the Ocean City Tabernacle, Ocean City, New Jersey, doing a concert in the evening at seven, I believe it is. Uh, folks, just tuning in, we're we'll chat with Paul Balash, and you'll know him from many different songs over the years. So open the eyes of my heart, certainly one of them. Above all, Hosanna, a number of others. Um, and we, you know, so talk about the, this Sunday, folks want to go to see the concert and be part of that or the event. How do you, how are you approaching it? Cause you always, are, I'm sure you live in that world where it's, it's really about the Lord, hopefully, but specifically as a worship leader, you have to walk maybe a little bit different line, a performance or a show versus, you know, pointing people vertically. Right. Well, good question. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've kind of a church guy all these years, you know, to be honest. Uh, went down to Texas and was a worship pastor there 25 years, and all the songs that I've written and the projects and albums we record sort of came from that church experience. Um, the week after week, you're with a local fellowship, and songs are birthed from that experience. And so when I would do itinerant ministry or concerts or tours, uh, and even like the Sunday night, you know, really it's a reflection of um, I never kind of did move to Nashville, do the CCM route, which, you know, a lot of people have. And that's a, that's, you know, anyway, my, my thing is more of a guy. And so it'll be, it'll feel more like a, just a night of worship and prayer and fun. You know, there's you know some dialogue and some familiar worship songs. I, I hope people come and sing along with us. You know, that's the thing about worship. It's not a spectator event it's a participation um yeah. it's all about participation so i hope people will come and sing along with us paul what's what's um important to you and i'm sure maybe this has also shifted a little bit over time or you've learned uh what to emphasize more but when you're leading worship 
how do you approach it? We have a certain, a few, I don't know, call them non-negotiables, but like this stuff I have to make sure I really, not songs, I'm just saying the way you're thinking and doing, and, and then the rest of it may change depending on the setting you're in. How do I approach it? Well, I mean, that's a good question. I guess the first thing that comes to mind is I, I want to be authentic. I, I don't want to present something that I'm not or uh, you know, I, I try to be more conversational of like, if you will, meet, meeting the the congregation, whatever uh, group sort of comes arrives that night or that morning or in that situation, and uh, to sort of build a bridge of camaraderie and then together, let's let's sing our prayers to the Lord, let's you know, lift our hearts to Him, let's start with gratitude and thankfulness, and let's let's recall His faithfulness in our life, let's recall His goodness in our life and and we're going to take these songs and we're going to use them as prayers and we're going to sing them back to god and we're going to just trust that he's going to pour out his spirit in our lives and put some things in us uh deep deep things in our hearts and in our lives you know that that kind of that's sort of the what i'm thinking about is how let, let's connect with the lord let's set aside this time to really draw near to him you know scripture says Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. And that's that's the idea. And music is often a really powerful way, a powerful vehicle to help us open up our hearts, kind of get out of our head, get our intellect, and really open up our emotions, our hearts to the Lord as we sing these prayers together. Paul Balash on the Tim DeMoss Show today. Going to be at the Ocean City Tabernacle this coming Sunday, 7 o'clock, free concert. Daryl Strawberry, former Major Leaguer, World Series champ, all-star, all that, is uh, speaking in the morning. All of it free. Details at octabernacle.org. Quick break. We'll keep our conversation rolling in just a moment on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app, you listen to Tim DeMoss Show, singer, songwriter, worship leader, really. Uh, on top of all that, Paul Balash, our guest, is at the Ocean City Tabernacle this coming Sunday. Details at octabernacle.org. Some things I would guess you would find, no matter where you are, what church you're involved with or group, that some things are, are universal in the sense of of what, what the scriptures say, and yet maybe want to tailor a bit to getting to know the, the audience a little bit uh, as part of that too. And even culturally speaking, um, has that come into play at all for you as you, as you lead worship or teach others about leading worship? I know you have the leadworship.com site to help people to understand a bit about who they're uh, leading worship with culturally too, you know, cause God's much bigger than what, whatever, you know, America, for example. Right. Right. Well, you know, that, that is a beautiful thing about worship, or ideally, is that every nation, tribe, and tongue, as the Bible says. And that, that's, the, that, that's the ideal, is where we can come together, regardless of our, whatever our background is, not regardless, but, and, and the thing that unites us is Christ. You know, and so many times in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul says things like, there's no Greek or Roman or or free or slave, like we are all one in Christ. Um, and to me, oftentimes in, in our worship experience, we we do ex- we do get to experience a sense of oneness, as as the psalm says, how good and pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity. Um, 
You also have to be who you are. So on the practical side, like I, I can't be somebody I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna be like a Brooklyn Tabernacle. Right. Uh, although I'd love to be, right? I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had a little bit more soul. Um, yeah. But you know, everybody just has to be their authentic version, and I think that's what's beautiful about the body of Christ, and even the Ocean City Tabernacle all year long, as they present different artists and speakers that come from slightly different backgrounds. It's it's good for us, healthy for us to to see different. Uh, it's like a tapestry to sort of see different aspects of the body of Christ represented. Amen. Amen. Paul Balash, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. Uh, it's interesting number of guests that I've had on this year have had quote unquote new albums, new books, new something that were really out last year, but they never really got to present them quite the same way because they right. couldn't tour. They couldn't do book signings. They clearly couldn't get out that much. So True. you had a new album in 2020, right? Called behold him. If I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yes. Yes. So talk about that album a little bit, if you would. Well, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, about every two years for the last 25 years, Again, out of the experience of leading worship in the local church and writing with different folks, um, you know, usually there's enough songs that it feels like, let's make a project, let's make an album. So the Behold Him, that particular song was a, came from Psalm 46, uh, Be Still and Know That I Am God. And um, I had a guest, Kim Walker-Smith, join me on that song. She just did a fantastic job and then just a lot of the co-writes on this album to me reflects just years of friendship with people like Matt Redman and Brenton Brown and um you know Carrie Joe we is on there she she does a duet with me and uh, a song that my wife and I wrote um so I, I just look all sons and daughters Leslie she she sings um and she co-wrote and sang a song with me so I'm not trying to drop names I'm I'm basically saying it's a, the most encouraging thing about the album is just to see how many um just friendships and relationships over the years are represented on the project and uh I hope you know again people People have heard, I mean, they can actually, the first tune is called What a Good God. And if they Google that, a video will pop up that we recorded at Lancaster at LCBC. So sure. Lancaster is, you know, not too far from Philly. Right. <laughs> and uh, that was a co-write with Brenton. It's called What a Good God. If you Google that, Balash, uh, you'll see a, a live video that we did with a lot of worship leaders that we recorded just before the all the lockdowns. So Okay. So, yeah, thanks for bringing up the project. You're right. Sometimes it can get lost in this, but if people just say, Alexa, play Behold Him, <laughs> Paul Balash. You or think you'll. Alexa says Balosh, which is fine. It's the French yeah. way of saying it, you know. Paul Balash, our guest on the Tim DeMoss show. I have the song handy here, so let's do this. Uh, what a Good God, the live version from LCBC. Paul Balash going to be at the Ocean City Tabernacle this Sunday. Details at octabernacle.com. The song is from the new album, Behold Him. Listen to the Tim DeMar Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and WFIL app. Thank you for tuning in today. You're faithful. You're faithful. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app, listen to the Tim DeMar Show. That's What a Good God, the live version. Paul Balash, our guest, that's from his new album called Behold Him. Paul's in concert at the Ocean City Tabernacle this coming Sunday at 7 p.m. Free concert details 
at octabernacle.org. Do you think you may uh, you, you know, incorporate a song or two on Sunday at the Tabernacle? Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll do some, you know, I'll definitely do Open the Eyes of My Heart and Hosanna. Uh, Today is the Day, a song I co-wrote with Lincoln Brewster years ago. Yeah. Um, so we'll do some, you know, some above all, do that, but also a few songs off the new project as well. That's great. That's great. Paul Balash, our guest, kind enough to hang out with us a little bit at the Ocean City Tabernacle this coming Sunday at 7, octabernacle.org for details on that. Um, speaking of kind of what you're, some of the things we've been talking about, the leading worship, leadworship.com, the site that you had. One reason folks can know you've been doing this a long time is you got a really good domain name. So you had to get <laughs> in early before all the good ones are snapped up. Either that or you paid a lot of money to get it from some squatter. <laughs> Amazing. That's really observant of you. Um, yeah, I mean, in a nutshell, when I was you know, in Texas and leading worship and I get asked to maybe do this conference or that in the early years, I having a music background, I sort of got pegged as the music guy and like, oh, this Balash, will, he'll teach a guitar class and he'll teach a songwriting class and oh, he'll teach. So then I started doing uh, VHS uh, teachings and then I did uh, DVD teachings. We had all those on the internet and this was like 1997, I think is when we, I just thought, well, lead worship leader, lead worship. Oh, lead worship. There it is. Boom. So we've had that for almost, you know, 25 years and and we've done lead worship workshops around the world. I mean, from India, Singapore, South Africa, across the U.S. and Canada. It's just something that's always been on my heart is whatever we've learned to kind of pass it on and encourage other leaders. I mean, it's really what the Apostle Paul said to Timothy. He said, the things that I have taught you and entrusted to you, turn around and, and pass it on or entrust it to other faithful men. Mm. faithful men and women. So it's kind of in that spirit that, um, yeah, leading now all those things are up online. So if, if people want to just see videos, you can go to our YouTube channel is also lead worship. So if you do, uh, you go to YouTube and just type in lead worship, Paul Balash, you'll see a lot of teaching videos, uh, on, you know, practical as well as the spiritual devotional side of, of leading worship, of songwriting, of uh, music theory. Actually, we get into that. <laughs> so it's been a it's been a journey. The Lord is so good. I'm so blessed to be to be able to be part of His kingdom work. I know you feel the same way, Tim. That, For sure. That that things that we get to do over the years to know that they have uh, an impact um, in people's lives and in their hearts and their spiritual lives and their eternal lives um, and their relationships. And so it's really gratifying and I'm humbled by that daily that I still get to, to do this. Singer songwriter, worship leader, Paul Balash is at the ocean city tabernacle this Sunday at seven free concert joining us on the Tim DeMoss show today. Uh, Daryl strawberry, by the way, former major leaguer going to be doing the speaking in the morning at eight 30 and 10 30 AM details at octabernacle.org. Back with more in just a moment. WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. Folks, just tuning in, Paul Balash, our guest. I don't want to keep you too much longer. I know you, I'm sure you have the rest of your weekend to, to do different things, but uh, I'm going to spell your name just so people are, because if they look it up, it's B-A-L-O-C-H-E. 
And uh, we'll put when the podcast, people can look it up there too. But just what you just said there too, I'm very interested on the, on the, I'm going to call it the skill side of things. You'd like to think anybody, their, their voice is out of tune. They don't know how to play any instruments, whatever, that the heart is the first instrument, if you will, to worship God wherever you are. And yet, um, maybe in certain circumstances, especially if you're on, up front and you're helping lead a larger group, what, what are your thoughts on that idea of just anybody, say, volunteering at church versus, I'm going to call it try out for the worship team, but something like that where some places are a little bit more like that and combine it with developing your skills. Um, you know, th- that's all good to do that. But like, have you had to th- think through that, some of that too? Absolutely. I mean, that was the impetus to start leadworship.com was to really uh, uh, try to um, equip and train leaders or worship team, whether they're singers or musicians, but to, to kind of inspire, equip and train um, in the two aspects, really, the, the heart devotional side and the practical side, as I mentioned. So you can have the heart of the Lord, you can love the Lord, and but if you never practice your instrument and you never work on your vocals or take some, some vocal lessons, then, you know, it's just not, you're not really, it's not, you know, you may say, oh, well, God's anointing will cover. Well, you know, not really. It's like <laughs> we have a part to play. And the other side of the coin is some people Boy, they, it's all about the music. It's all about their gift and their talent, and they're, they're amazing at that. And yet, if you're not in the Word, if you're not in a small prayer meeting or a small, uh, you know, small group Bible study with accountability, if you're not growing in the Lord and, and cultivating a sincere devotional life in your heart and, and growing, then, you know, you're just going to be— that's why, like, you know, a band like the Tonight Show band, you know, as good as they are, they can't lead worship. Yeah. They, they can, you know, you take all these great secular bands, a lot of them can get up and wow, they can, but they can't necessarily lead us in worship because that's a, that's a whole different dynamic. That's using music as a vehicle to glorify the Lord and create an environment that makes it easy for people to connect with him. Yeah. So it's really yeah. that it has to be like the scales of justice almost. You picture that. <laughs> right. Well, emotional I- life, but cultivating your primary gift. Yeah, and it makes sense. I'm thinking it's important for people to have a distinction between worshiping God and leading in worship, and not that those who lead are quote unquote better or something. But or the, I think of the people who feel unqualified or they're afraid to try or something like that, and and to tell people, you know what, God God's after your heart, so so be earnest, and as you say, definitely want to be in God's Word and growing, so that you really are. Uh, worshiping him and whether you're ever on stage helping, so to speak, a, a group or just in, you know, out in the pews or in this, in the seats. So yeah, there's yeah. that, but I don't know if you ever, so there's that. I just want to encourage people as they listen to, you know, know God loves you, whatever sound, whatever your voice sounds like, or whether you know Absolutely. 12 instruments or none. And I know you're not <laughs> saying that, but I, but there's, there is a difference, especially because have you ever seen um, Andy Griffith's show? Sure. Yeah. There's an episode, it's the 14A episode with Barney Fife. And he's in the, he's in the choir and he can't, all of a sudden the whole choir goes south because he gets like off tune and, and everyone's looking at him like, and, they, and it's a very, very funny episode. If you've never seen it, you'd, you'd laugh at it. It's, 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 I'll a, look it up. I'll you, try to find it. Yeah. Good old 14A it's called. You'd have okay. fun with that. But okay. anyhow, just that whole desire, um, to encourage everyone to worship, but also the skill that's involved. And the scripture says, do you see a man skilled in his work? He will stand before Kings. There's something too. 
developing whatever you're doing. Exactly. And, and that's, that's a really good clarification, Tim, in that you're right. Whoever's listening, everything I just said prior is, was kind of directed at those that feel a call to serve in worship ministry. And that's, that's where you have more of a, you know, there's that challenge to cultivate your primary gift, whatever that would be. But you're, you're, you're right. We're all called to worship. So all through the Psalms, it says, sing a new song to the Lord. I will celebrate. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. You know, he's not saying only if you're a professional musician. It's <laughs> right. all believers. When you're washing the dishes or you're changing a diaper on a toddler yeah. or uh, hopefully the toddler's done, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, or, or the baby. But uh, right. forgive me there, mothers. You, you know what I mean. Um, as you're mowing the lawn, as you're, you know, driving to and from work or, mm. you know, um, just lift your song to the Lord, you know, to lift a scripture. Really, the book of Psalms, we forget, is a song book. It wasn't meant to just be read. They actually were songs. So we're, we're actually reading lyrics that pretty much all the Psalms were, there was a melody to them. So, you know, that's an exercise we've done at our workshops many times, is take a psalm and just put a melody to that. And just even if it's a one-note melody, and if you're adventurous, then put a few notes in more, you know. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. I love that. I love that. That's a great reminder. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Paul, thank you for taking time. I I have many more questions in my head. I'll save them for your your drop-in whenever you stop at the station, and we can go from there. I look forward to that. Thanks, Tim. Amen. Have a great weekend. Thanks for uh, being in town at the Ocean, Ocean City Tabernacle on Sunday, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thanks, brother. You too. Thanks, we'll see you. God Bye-bye. bless you. You Bye-bye. too. Paul Balash on the Tim DeMoss Show. Quick break and a very special edition of Now That's Punny. Coming up next on WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. And it is time for now. That's punny. A very special edition. I have a brand new freshly minted 18 year old in the house. (laughs) Hello, dear daughter. (laughs) Hey, dad. Thanks for joining me for the segment today. You're welcome. Are you ready to push those beautifully lit up buttons, the colors? Yeah, I might make some of my own effects if it doesn't cut it. Okay, well, that's fine. Uh, let's get it right to it. We don't have a lot of time. Uh, I do want to tell you I love you very much, and I'm very proud of you. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> All right, so here we go. At first, Tessa, I didn't like my beard. Then it grew on me. Okay. <laughs> Keep in mind, when making a fancy recipe... In our house, we use only 100% real butter because there's no margarine for error. Wait, I don't get it. Margin? Margarine for error. Wait, I know margarine, but what is, like, what is it supposed to be? Well, margin. Margin? margin? Yes. Okay. Oh, right, it was a program. Well, yeah, you're 18 now. <laughs> I was reading a biography on Arnold Schwarzenegger recently. You know what he said when he was asked to upgrade his computers to Windows 10? No. I still la vista, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the crickets. When I found out that our toaster in the kitchen is not waterproof, 
Are the crickets still going? They are. Oh. I was shocked. Theodore, uh, Tessa. Wow. Uh, come on now. <laughs> Tessa, one of the things I know you've shown interested, uh, interest in in the future is being a dentist. Okay. And I want to remind you, if you do pursue that, to be kind to dentists. Because they have fillings, too. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the baby sound effect today. Tessa, why did the hipster burn his mouth on pizza? Because he ate it before it was cool. <laughs> there we go. Finally get a rouse out of my daughter. Ten puns in. <laughs> Tessa Grace, why do teenage girls, which you still are, travel in odd-numbered groups? Oh. Because they just can't even. <laughs> um, Thank you very much. Last but not least, what do you do when you find niacin and thiamine on your front door? Um, I don't know, but I got a bad grade in chemistry. You vitamin, of course. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we'll wrap up our fine, now that's punny segment, my lovely daughter turning 18 today. Yes. Yay. What's for dinner? Should I give you a pun? Sure, you got one? Ready? Okay. My boyfriend said he was going to break up with me because I was pretending to be a Transformer. But I said, no, wait, I can change. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bonus pun courtesy of Tessa Grace DeMoss. Thank you, everyone. Have I'll a great... be here all week. Nice. Have Call a wonderful... in if you, if you want to hear me more instead of... Uh, me. Instead of you. You can take over. I'll take some All days right. off. No problem. Okay. Have a wonderful weekend. That'll do it. For now, that's Punny and Tim DeMar's show. See you Monday. Bye. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.